Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm really excited to have a fellow podcaster on this week, uh, Christina Privet, hopefully I said that right, um, CEO and co-founder of New Jersey Divorce Solutions and the host of Wake Up Call Podcast. So thanks for joining me. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited that Kristen connected us. She talks so highly of you. She's so sweet Aww. too. She is. She is so smart too. She is. You can just tell by just, I have only spoken with her a few times, but man, yeah, you can just tell. She just knows something about every single topic and she knows a lot about every topic. Yeah. Well, I love hearing her stories about like traveling and wine and, you know, all of that. I'm just like, oh, so neat. <laughs> yeah, she's really interesting. She's had so many different experiences in her life. She's just really interesting. I, I feel like I could just talk to her for hours. Yeah, I know. There's something about it that's like super calming too. You know, she just kind of has that like vibe of, I feel like I just take a deep breath and like I'm calm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does. But, um, well, awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited to learn all about you. Um, so, you know, your business, like, what does it do? How'd you get into it? Like, all of that good stuff. Well, I'm a divorce lawyer by trade. I started out like everybody else, went to law school, got out, had a clerkship for a judge for a year, and then I got a job at a small law firm doing family law. And I did that for about eight years where I worked for someone else. And at that point, I just started to get the itch to be on my own. And I think that was largely because I kind of compare it to like an, like an animal that grows out of its cage, like a <laughs> puppy that grows. It sounds like such a downer, but you know how when you cr- um, crate a puppy and they just eventually grow out of it? Yeah. That's sort of what it felt like. It's like, I just didn't feel like I fit in in the environment anymore Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to just feel like I had a nine to five job because I worked really hard. I worked very long hours, but there were times when I just wanted to, you know, maybe take some time off or work from home or not take a certain client or be able to help a client out and not charge them. And I really couldn't do any of those things because I worked for someone else. So I just started really reflecting on what I wanted for my future. And to me, there was no choice left, but really to go out on my own and start my own business. Yeah. And how long have you, when did you branch out on your own? Well, I officially left on May 1st of 2013. Yeah. So I guess it's been almost seven years. I can't even believe it's been that long. And I went solo. So I just left and looking back on it, it seems so crazy, but it all worked out. 
I just rented a small space from some other lawyers that I knew. And I took a handful of clients with me. Mm-hmm. And that was it. There really was no business plan. There was no <laughs> marketing plan. There was no plan. It was right. just, okay, well, you know, um, I kind of envisioned myself like, do you know what a hobo bag is? Yes. Those, those sticks with the little <laughs> handkerchief, like that was me. I just left with a hobo bag <laughs> and didn't really think twice about it. But like I said, everything worked out. And I was solo for about a year and a half. And then I partnered up with a good friend of mine and colleague, and we started New Jersey Divorce Solutions. So that was 2014. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, I know the hobo bag because I was like a hobo for uh, for Halloween as a little kid all the time. <laughs> like, and I nobody ever knows what that is. <laughs> told my husband about it. Like, I mean, I think it was last Halloween. We were talking about our kids. I'm like, y'all want to be a hobo? And they're like, what is that? Even my husband was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, good. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> yes. Great awesome. minds think alike. Yes, totally. <laughs> um, yeah. And I love how you touch on like the flexibility that we have. Like, I don't know. It's obviously being a small business owner can be very stressful at times, but then mm-hmm. there's so many like pros, you know, and the flexibility is the number one, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on your personality because there are people that really love the comfort of, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I go to work at a certain time, I leave at a certain time, I don't have a lot of responsibility in terms of management or getting clients, I have a reliable paycheck, I know when I'm getting it, I know how much it's going to be, and I get it, so, and I don't mean to criticize anybody who's comfortable with that situation, but it, it wasn't ever anything that was terribly important to me. There were other right. things that were more important, like the flexibility and control over my own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's, I guess it depends on the personality type because both are, are fantastic. It just depends on what you really want. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so run your own business, podcast, all that. Like, do you have any tips on like work and life balance? Work and life balance. It's so funny. I only ever hear women talk about that. I never hear (laughs) men talk about that. And I don't even have children. Hopefully nobody will hold that against me. But even not having children, I think it's really hard to have, um, it's hard not to have overlap between Mm -hmm. the two things, which to me is part of the luxury of having a business is that I can turn it on and off when I want to. I don't have to say, okay, I'm going to work nine to five today because there are days when I don't want to do that. There are days when I'm just not feeling it and Mm -hmm. I'd rather go to the gym or work on a marketing plan and not necessarily be in the business, but work more on the business. So I get to decide that from day to day. Um, notwithstanding emergencies that happen, which obviously as an entrepreneur, you're the one who has to deal with those, but I don't find it very difficult to manage work and life to, to me, they kind of bleed together, which maybe some coaches would advise against, but (laughs) I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. I feel I'm kind of the same way. Like, um, it really just depends on like, I don't know. Like somebody put it as like a bicycle wheel. Like sometimes you're pushing and sometimes it's like coming. And I just kind of feel like that is it. Like everything kind of has an ebb and flow. There's different seasons. And just like kind of knowing that is, you know, 
Yeah, there are times, especially in the summer, I live in New Jersey, so we have our seasons here and Mm -hmm. it's nice in the summer to be able to go down the shore and that's what we call the beach. Apparently only New Jersey people do this. And, you know, to be able to take like Friday off and, and just say I'm going down the shore. If there's some emergency, you, my cell phone's on. And that's a nice luxury to be able to do that, which I'd only do in the summer. But if there is an emergency, then sometimes I have to cut those weekends short or I have to deal with something at work. But to me, that's where the balance is. It's, it's being able to have fun when things are going well and it doesn't require so much attention, but then having to, to go and put out fires when, when it's necessary to do that. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, and then, so do you have like any like apps or anything like automation or anything like that, that you kind of help, you know, with the business or just to help with, you know, keep things going, all that balance and all that? Well, there's so many different softwares we use, just business management software. I I wish I could say that there was some app that is a lifesaver that I swear by, but I don't think I can say that there is. I will say that I use Hootsuite to manage our social media, Mm -hmm. which has been a lifesaver. It saves so much time because I used to go on every social media platform and post everything separately. And it's incredibly time consuming if you do it that way. Yeah. And when I discovered Hootsuite completely by accident, I think somebody recommended it. I, I thought I had discovered sliced bread. (laughs) It is a game changer for sure. When you can schedule them out and not have to worry about hopping on and yeah. Yes. So if anybody is not using Hootsuite or something similar to that, you will just be amazed if you check them out and see how much time you're actually wasting on monitoring all of your social media platforms. Yeah. If you're not on a lot of social media platforms, (laughs) that's another conversation. Totally. Yes. Everybody should be. Yeah. I use later.com. I really like that because they were one of the first ones that adopted like the, um, you could schedule and post automatically to Instagram. I don't know. Does Hootsuite include that now? You can post onto Instagram. Oh, good. Okay. Because I remember before it had to be like a push notification or whatever. Um, and I think that was all Instagram's fault. They made it really hard to be able to schedule it. Um, but I know later was one of the first ones. So I've just kind of stuck with it because what of that. What I don't like <laughs> about Instagram is that you can't post a hyperlink. Yeah, it's really annoying. Um, so yeah, do you have like the little URL kind of organizer in your bio? Like... Link tree or link tree. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Link tree. That's yeah, that's another that makes it a little better, but I mean, yeah. It does, but it'd be nice to be able to just post something and then have it right there in the in the comments. Yeah, totally. But I agree. apparently Instagram, the powers that be at Instagram don't want us to be able to do that. Right. Instagram, if you're listening, please let us do it. <laughs> yes, come on now. Everybody else is doing it, Instagram. I know. Hop on board. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to get left behind Instagram. Uh, So that kind of leads into like the next uh, question. Um, Like what's your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? I think right now what I'm learning from other people that are way better at marketing and advertising than I am, but I'm finding this to be absolutely true, is if you are not posting video content regularly, you really are behind the eight ball. Yeah. And I think the issue there for a lot of people is 
some people have a problem with visibility. They're shy or timid about being on camera. And you really need to get over that. I'm just going to put it bluntly. And the way I would You're say- You're like talking to me, which is awesome. Yes. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. I'm like so scared of it. I mean, I'm kind of getting out of my comfort zone a little bit doing it more, but I, I, it's for sure anxiety ridden for me. You really have to because- Everybody else is doing it. And the people that aren't doing it, I bet you they don't have a lot of engagement or a lot of followers. They're probably not reaching as many people because Mm -hmm. you almost sort of get left behind because people want, I mean, think about human behavior. Think about your own behavior. I've started paying a lot more attention to my own behavior when I buy things, when I scroll through Instagram, what am I looking at? What catches my attention? How long do I spend looking at a video? Am I going to click on something? And if so, how long do I stay there? Something I've learned, people are not going to work that hard to find whatever it is you want them to look at. That's why Instagram gets frustrating because you can put link in bio, but if it's not really easy for someone to just click on it, they're not going to go looking for it. Right. So you have to really try to make things as easy as possible. And I find the best way for me to learn how to do that is to just pay closer attention to my own habits. Um, so I feel like I went completely off, off target from what we were originally talking about. But um, I think be- going back to being on video, a lot of people get nervous because they feel like they don't look good on camera. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to talk. They don't like their voice. I went through all that. I originally, when I first started doing video, I would completely obsess over my hair and my makeup and what I was wearing and my camera equipment and everything, just completely obsess over it. And I just realized that it it was all just a distraction. You just need to create the content. Yes, look your best. Yes, investigate what might be the best equipment to use. And you and I were just talking before, you don't need to spend tons of money on fancy equipment. Right. You're probably better off not doing that. There's plenty of good quality stuff that you can get that is not terribly expensive. But forget about all the bells and whistles. Just talk. There's Mm -hmm. no right thing that you need to say. You just need to be authentic and speak to your client. Just, you know what their problems are. You know what you do. You know what kinds of issues and concerns people have when they come to you. Speak to that. And the people who have that problem, they're going to be the people that look at the content Mm -hmm. and hopefully call you. Yeah, I love that. And I 100% agree. And I, yeah, I mean, I feel like we get in our own heads and we think people like care as much as we do about certain things, but they really don't. Like they're really not judging us as much as we think that they are. No, you definitely know? not. And look at Gary V. You know, he's yeah. like the the market, media marketing guru. And if you look at his Instagram page, it's not pretty. You know, he's it's not, he doesn't have a color palette. You know, he's not getting his hair and makeup done before right. he does the video, but he's killing it. Yeah. So it's, you don't necessarily need all that. Yeah, totally. And if you, have you ever gone back and like looked at his like original stuff when he was like wine library, YouTubing it up? It's awesome. It's so raw and authentic. And I mean, 
he, you know, obviously he has like somebody that follows him around and polishes it up a little bit better these days, but it's not that different, you know, and like he is still killing it either way. Well, what he has is the luxury of just creating the content. That's what he loves to do. And he's got a whole team of people that edit everything and take care of the, the, you know, the, the hardware, the nuts and bolts. He doesn't have to do that anymore. So, and that, that is a luxury because I could do content all day, but I'm the person right now who edits everything and posts everything. Mm -hmm. And that all is very time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat. And yeah, I love creating the content. That's like the super, like, that's the most fun part about it. But then there's everything else you got to do with the content, you know? Yeah. So you do the content and and I'm relatively new to this, right? So Mm -hmm. I got over the hump of worrying about, am I saying the right thing? Are people going to watch this and think it's stupid? You know what? Maybe there will be people who think it's stupid. Why are they watching it though? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, those aren't your people. <laughs> you know, move on. But there will be people that do like it and it resonates with them. And those will be the people that watch and those will mm. be the people that share it with their friends. And that's really who you're speaking to. Right. So I, don't just get out of your own head. Don't worry about the people that might have something negative to say about it. Yeah, totally. Because they'll find something negative to say about anything. It's not just True. you. Um Awesome. So what do you do, like, I don't know, to get out of your comfort zone? Like, do you, like, is there anything that you certainly do or like you have any tips for other business owners on how they can get out of their comfort zone to grow? I would say what I learned, because that's an idea that I've been hearing a lot over the past several years is getting out of your comfort zone because you really only grow outside your comfort zone. And I have found that to be absolutely true. So what I have found to do that is to just say yes to more. Mm -hmm. When somebody invites you to do something or go somewhere and your initial reaction is, "Mm, I don't want to do that. You know, maybe you're feeling lazy that day. You just want (laughs) to go home and, you know, put your bunny slippers on and sit on the couch. Rethink that. Just say yes to more. Because Mm -hmm. since I've been doing that, I can't tell you how many people I've met that have been so key in giving me business ideas or business advice that I would never have met if I didn't just say yes and maybe go to a function that I really didn't want to go to initially or participate in something that initially I didn't want to do. And I've actually learned to just start saying yes and think about those other experiences that I had. And if I say yes to this, who knows who I'm going to meet? you know, say yes to being on your podcast. You know, some people might say, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't know her or, you know, whatever. I don't have familiarity with her, but you're missing an opportunity to meet somebody, have a new experience, and you never know what's going to come out of that. So that would be the biggest advice that I would give is just say yes to things. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I totally agree. I'm, I've been trying to do that more because like, like I said, I hate video and I don't know, I don't really like getting, you know, in front of the camera or on podcasts or things like that. But lately I've just been saying yes and like doing it before I even really give myself a chance to like back out of it, you know? And um, the last few weeks, like just all these different podcasts have like finally been releasing and, you know, I'm getting leads off of it and people are starting to kind of recognize me more, you know? So it just took saying yes, even though it wasn't super comfortable doing that, you know? 
Well, yeah. So, you know, I have a coach who always says, what are you resisting? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what are you saying no to? Because if you're resisting it, it's probably a good sign that you should be doing it. Yes, totally. I love that. Awesome. Um, I have to say, I'm sorry that if you're hearing beeps on my computer, I have no idea how to turn the notifications off. I haven't even heard any. <laughs> okay, good. Because um, I feel like it, there's bells going off every two seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, we've had like kids yelling in the background. We've had dogs barking. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, it's real life. I mean, stuff like yeah. that happens. So <laughs> awesome. Um, so we're down to your five favorites. Um, so what's your favorite book to start off with? My favorite book is by Dan Kennedy. I don't know if you're familiar with this series. It's Ruthless Management of People and Profits. Ooh, no, but that sounds interesting. It's a whole series. And this book is written by a guy who's just extremely direct, extremely forthcoming. He just lays it out. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. mince words and he, he tells you what to do, what not to do. If you're doing X, Y, and D, then that's really X, Y, and Z, then that's really stupid. And you need to stop (laughs) doing that. And I think the biggest thing I really learned from him is you, when you have employees, you have to remember that they are employees. You're not there to be friends Mm -hmm. because a lot of people suffer from the need to be liked. And it's really a tricky balance when it comes to your staff because you, of course you want them to like you and you want, you want to like them, but you always have to remember that you're not friends and you're not there to like each other. It's an added plus if you like each other, but that's not why you're there. And if you get too caught up in wanting to be liked, you are not going to be effective as a leader and you're Mm -hmm. not going to be effective as a business owner because there will be business decisions that you have to make that feel like you're not being very nice. So when you're faced with that, which one are you going to pick? Are you going to pick being nice or are you going to pick making the hard business decision? And I don't think I have to say which, which category you need to, to be in to right. really run a thriving business. And he's got a whole series of these books and I love them. I just, I love how he's very direct and he just gives it to you straight. Yeah, I like I love that. I don't have staff. I mean, I hope to one day. So I imagine that will be like kind of a tricky thing to do at least at first. So I'll definitely have to like keep that in mind for sure. Um, yeah, because I've recently like a few of the businesses here in my little small town, um, friends with some of the different owners, and you know, during this situation when you know it was kind of like you have to lay people off or you know the different op- op- like options right now while everybody's quarantined. And a few are just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I want to keep going. So they've like kind of figured out ways to like kind of keep people employed, which I get like, you don't want to have to like let them go or things like that. But it's almost coming like at the expense of you're running out of money and you don't have income coming in right now. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. It's been kind of hard to watch a little bit. Well, actually, one of the things that Dan Kennedy says is that you should never not pay yourself so that you can pay your staff. That if you're not making money, and I'm not talking about getting rich. I'm just talking about paying yourself because there are so many business owners that don't pay themselves. And you have to ask yourself, if I'm running this business, 
which isn't easy. Any business you have, it's not easy. And you're not making any money for yourself. Why are you doing it? Right. You're not there to exist for everybody else and to make sure that everyone else gets a paycheck. Yeah. And I mean, I I can imagine like psychologically too, like, I don't know, maybe subconsciously, like, what are you telling yourself if you're not even paying yourself, but you're paying other people? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's at some point, it's like your business just kind of becomes this, this animal that you have to feed. Yeah. And it's really not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be something that serves you. Yeah. So that, and that can be hard to wrap your brain around when you first hear that idea. But I think reading books like Dan Kennedy's books, and there's so many other books out there, mm-hmm. I don't even name them all, that really talk about that. If you just keep reading the books and you hear this over and over again, you absorb it and yeah. you get it. And it does help you to, to run a more efficient business. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check out his stuff. He sounds great. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I will for sure. Um, awesome. So what's your favorite drink? My favorite drink is kind of old school. <laughs> it's a cosmopolitan. Mm, it's classic though. Those are delicious. Classic Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the <laughs> yes. City. Second favorite is a lemon drop. Mm. I'm not a huge lemon fan of like any which way. But it does sound refreshing, though. Well, I'm a big vodka fan. (laughs) There's vodka in it, so. (laughs) Awesome. Um, What's your favorite thing to do to relax? I am a total nerd. I love to go to Barnes & Noble, which we can't do right now, unfortunately. Right. (laughs) But I'll just go. I'll go. I'll get a coffee. I'll collect a whole bunch of magazines and books and just go sit in the cafe with this stack of stuff and go through them. And usually not even, maybe I'll buy one or two things, but I just kind of treat it like it's a library, but it's just very relaxing, very Zen for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to go and do stuff like that again. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. I know. Are you, how are you guys out there? Are you guys, opening up anytime soon or like we're starting phase one which I'm not even really sure what that means but this week (laughs) yeah no well I'm near New York right oh true yeah right in the metropolitan that tri-state metropolitan area so we're near ground zero I guess so to speak and I was so jealous I heard Florida already opened restaurants and people could go out and eat and sit down and I was so jealous but no our stay-at-home order in New Jersey was extended to June 8th. Oh, wow. To me. Yeah, no, that's, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that does seem like a long time. I know, I've seen, like, Texas people are getting out and about. I'm just like, ah. Oh. So, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy So, times. I'm tempted to just get on a plane and go to Florida. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to watch? I'm... I definitely binge watch Netflix. I'm obsessed with Homeland, but I just finished that. So I'm sad about that. And then I watched Bloodline and I watched Ozark. I watch like really dark kinds of (laughs) shows, anything deep and dark. I don't know what that says about me, but I also love Ozark. My husband like binge watched that recently. Like he, yeah, very quickly got through all the seasons. 
I love it. I love it. And then I did, of course, I had to watch Tiger King just to see what the fuck <laughs> was all about. And yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You but know, the, memes, the memes are amazing. Like, I just love the memes, even though I've never even seen the show. I feel like you have to watch it just to stay abreast of our culture. Right. So you know what people are really talking about. It was a little bit underwhelming. I, I felt like maybe it was just a little overdone, but... <laughs> It's an incredible story, and if you ever feel bad about your life in any fashion whatsoever, <laughs> just watch Tiger King, and you will feel a lot better about yourself. That's good to know. I know. I feel like I like my husband watched that one as well, but um, yeah, and he told me I was like, you can't be serious. Like some of the stuff he told me. So I feel like I do have to watch it just so I can like experience it. It seems like an experience. It is crazy. It is. It's an experience. It <laughs> definitely is an experience. <laughs> Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? And we can all dream about going to our favorite places soon, hopefully. Well, I guess, like I just said, Barnes and Noble. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really would like to travel more. I think what I've learned through this COVID experience is that we get so busy with life and just climbing that hamster wheel Mm -hmm. that we forget to really make a priority to do things that we really want to do. And one of the things I really want to do is travel and see the world. And I've done a little bit of that, but not nearly what as much as I would like. I really want to go to Iceland. I really want to go to Thailand. So I think those are two destinations that are high on my list and I want to make it a priority to go there as soon as we're allowed out of our homes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, yeah, it has been a very interesting time in our lives. Um, but I mean, it's definitely been like a lot of a re- reflection, I feel like too. So like you said, just starting to realize, you know, to get out and do things when we can. Do you think that you will live life any differently when this is over? Or do you think you'll just fall back into your old routine? No, I think I might like do things differently. Um, this has really given me a chance to like all the downtime has really um, helped me get a few things done that I really wanted to do. And like also kind of get in some routines. Like I've been running and working out and stuff more and just, I don't know, slowing down. Like I've slowed down a lot um, and just spent like a lot more time with my kids, you know, cause we, we've been able to. Um, and it's been really nice. Like I, I think, yeah. I'm going to keep it like that going forward. How about you? I, I really want to make an effort. I think if we, if we don't make a real effort, I think we will just fall back into old routines. Yeah. So I want to make a real effort to just be mindful of how much time I'm spending on my phone, how much time I'm spending using devices, how much time I'm spending complaining and you know, just thinking about things that I don't have. I mean, it sounds sort of cliche, but we always hear that we should practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think there's something to that, that if you're practicing gratitude, you you are being grateful for the good things that you have in your life and not focusing on whatever you don't have and, you know, complaining about those things. So we always have something to be grateful for. So I am making some real efforts to be more mindful of that. Yeah. I love that. And that sounds amazing. Um, yeah. I also recently read the book Atomic Habits. Have you ever read that? I keep hearing about that. And I have a funny story because I saw something on Twitter 
somebody was referencing James Clear Mm -hmm. and I had no idea who he was. And I actually wrote, who the heck is James Clear? And ever since then, I hear his name and that book like every day. Oh, that's funny. I think it's a sign from the universe that I need to read this book. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, And so, yeah, like just kind of taking what I learned on that book, because I read it recently during this time as well with our little, with our Bubbles and Biz book club. And um, I don't know, like that, he just really helped me kind of like, I don't know, figure out why I was or wasn't doing some of the things that I should or shouldn't be doing. And then having this kind of downtime to actually kind of implement it. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's been a game changer for sure. I have to read it. Yeah. It's good. It's really interesting. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, I think of like, Ooh, habits, I'm going to read this and hopefully I get new habits, but he just goes so much deeper. Um, and I just, I wasn't expecting it. So I highly recommend. Yeah. And the way I understood it, that it was explained to me is that there are habits that aren't necessarily big habits. They could be small little things, but they Mm -hmm. can have such a significant impact. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. So he kind of, he talks about like just improving your habits or, you know, whatever by in different areas in your life by 1%. Um, and just, they don't add up, they compound each other. So if you just keep improving 1%, 1%, 1%, which like you said, they're really small little changes you can make. And then you turn around and you're like, Whoa, like you have all these big changes that you, you did, but without that overwhelming feeling of like, I have to break this habit or I have to do this. Like you're just improving a little bit at a time. I like that because I feel like some days I get up and I feel like I have all these things that I have to do and I get really overwhelmed with it. And if I don't feel like I'm going to get all of it done, I'll just be like, screw it. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to do any of it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Or if like I do, if I'm like crushing it and then like a day I like, you know, I drop the ball and I don't, I'm like, okay, I'll wait till next Monday when it's like Tuesday, you know? So I give myself like six days to like get it together. And he's like, just keep going. Like the next, just, you know, you're done with that day, start again. And like, I don't know, just like I said, a a whole bunch of things that I just really never thought about. Um, And he talks about like habit stacking, like working these new little improvements into habits that you already have, like right after it. So it just makes it really easy just to to implement it just then. Um, So yeah, just like all these little like hacks to make it easier. Yeah. I think what I'm working on too is I always feel like I have to be so busy mm-hmm. all day. And I'm realizing that just because you're busy doesn't actually mean that you're doing something productive. Right. And yeah. it's totally okay to have times during the day where you don't do anything, where yeah. you know you sit and meditate or watch something on Netflix for an hour or read a book or whatever, you know, whatever you need to do to dumb down for a little while. So I'm trying to not be so hard on myself when I need those moments. Yeah. I love that. It's, you're so right. Um, Because yeah, it's hard. Like there's so much to do, but I mean, taking that hour to watch two shows and not having to have your brain think and, you know, give it a little bit of a rest really can, you know, help you. Like it actually is a good thing. Yeah. So just one of the things I'm trying to do on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All the other stuff. Right. I know. Yeah. There's so many things, but, um, well, awesome. This has been so fun. Um, so where can everybody find you? What's your website, social media, all that. And I'll, I'll make sure to put a list in the podcast notes. 
Nice. Well, you can find my personal podcast, Wake Up Call, which is basically an interview format series where I interview business owners like yourself about their creativity and their philosophies about business and life and how they got their start. And that- Oh, fun. I love it. It's my passion project. Yeah. That's my side hustle from the law firm. And you can find that on Instagram at Wake Up Call the Podcast. And you can also find it on Facebook at Wake Up Call the Podcast. And I actually have been doing live interviews on Facebook. So that's a new project and I'm having a lot of fun with that. And if you have, inf- if you need information about the law firm, that is New Jersey Divorce Solutions in New Jersey. And then you can find that at PN Law and J on Facebook. And you can find us at New Jersey Divorce Solutions on Instagram. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I know you're so busy with all the things and the podcast and just everything. So I thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to stay connected for sure. Definitely. I would love to talk to you again. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks and for thanks listening to this week's everyone. Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing services to learn more.